0: Welcome everybody, this is Supreme Decisions, and today's episode for the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute podcast is our first episode that is going to be videoed for Anchor, for Spotify, however you want to look at it, but it's going to be our first video episode podcast. Now today, this is also going to be another first. Today is going to be the first Red Pill Diary Episode 1. Today I'm going to give you a little bit of support. You know, I think that's I think that's the best way to call it. I'm gonna call it support because it's going to be the first time in the Red Pill Diaries that I actually go into why I tell you to videotape all your police encounters. Why I go into the context of when you're doing discovery, request body cam footage. Why I go into the context of getting the warrant application. Why I tell you to go and make sure that the police officers affidavit, their police report, the scene report are all in line with due process. Because the second episode is going to deal with due process I'm actually going to talk about due process more as this podcast grows But I'm going to give you the solidification of this Also the merits of getting a holder for your um, cell phone so it's not in your hands I also want to offer you the same thing as let's say going out and getting a dashboard camera because you need to get the footage for the police because you know their body cameras never work their car cameras never work and also these things that are called police procedures are very seldom followed now the great part about this is the simple fact that we have an opportunity to get something because we know with the support of the red pill diaries that we have one thing that is very concrete and that's the truth everything that I'm gonna talk about is factual everything that I am getting ready to talk about is documented pretty much seems like the exact same thing I've been doing for the past couple years well today I'm going to give you reasons to have those dashboard cameras that I talked about that actually advertised for Amazon actually put up I believe four videos with several links to these things because it doesn't matter your economic situation until a police officer actually knows that it's a reason there's a war on the poor because Those that are poor and disenfranchised have less of an ability to fight back. Those that are uneducated and miseducated are easier targets for those that are looking to build revenue through their actions. Now, 13 Philadelphia police officers were taken off the street because there were discrepancies between police reports, police procedures, audio and video reviewed of arrests that they had made these officers had filled out false police reports of different crimes let say that one more time 13 Philadelphia officers were taken off the street because they had falsified police reports there were discrepancies be- between their reports the police procedures and also the audio and video aspects that were were reviewed during their arrest. Generally this happens when they have someone that's not disenfranchised, that's not miseducated, that's not poor. These are the people that often spark these reviews. Now, one of us, well, at least we should know by now, perjury is the simple form of Giving information that we know is inaccurate. Well, we with GI Joe again. Knowing is half the battle. We know that the police do not give accurate police reports. Why? Because they're using stock language, which does not allow for accuracy within their police reports. Doesn't allow for specificity. Which is why oftentimes when you have multiple police officers on one scene, all of their reports read the exact same way. Because they are taught to do it one way. They are not taught to be articulate. Be able to actually articulate the things that have gone on or that are going on that happened during those times. Perjury because reports are signed under oath and sworn to be true by the officer. But again, we're told to trust these people. We're told that these are the good guys, but these 13 Philadelphia police officers intentionally lied to create something. Because I know many of you remember that I spoke about Trevor Noah and his thing where he did a complete year-long report talking about the police officers that are going out and dealing with quotas. I'm going to say that one more time. Trevor Noah went out and did a year-long report that dealt with the quotas of police officers and why they are filing these misreports. So, whenever they're creating crimes, remember I did the podcast about a year ago, two years ago, that criminalizing life. I was criticized a lot about that one podcast. Yet, I'm reading something that goes into the whole point of why I'm telling you everything else when I laid the foundation of the criminality of not only those that are part of the system, but the system itself. But note, I never say that the system is broken because the system is working exactly how it was planned to be. The difference is that those that are fighting back are now becoming larger targets because they are upsetting the matrix. They're upsetting the workflow. They're upsetting the revenue flow of those that are looking to oppress and repress. It is also used for the filing of charges by the prosecutor. I'm going to say that their reports were also used, their perjured reports were also used, the lies they told were also used by the prosecutor to create charges. Because you remember the prosecutor is assistant to the police officer. Police officer doesn't know law. Remember the Tommy Sotomayor statement, the Tommy Sotomayor question podcast, the police, they don't know law. They actually lied in reports. Their reports were used by the prosecutor who does not care about evidence. Prosecutors did not care about the lies that were being told to them, that were being expressed to them, that were being given to them. Didn't care about that. And the reason the officer can testify against you as an expert through their amicus brief, which is their police reports. Keep that one more time. They're using their lie to prosecute you. They're using their lie to come in as an expert. Why? They're coming in as expert against that charge that they swore to God was the truth, yet they're not allowed to speak the truth due to stock language. Let me to say that one more time. Their perjured statements were used to prosecute you. Their perjured statements was used to convict you. Their perjured statements was used to create them as an expert. Yet, most of us don't challenge this. 95% of people don't even challenge it. Yet, people, oh, police officers say what they want to say because you're not fighting back. A lie travels faster than the truth. Always understand that. When you're not fighting back against the lie, you cannot complain about the truth. I'm going to say that if you're not fighting back against the lie, you cannot complain about the truth. And that's what happens in most of these cases. They're providing false versions of an incident as a crime. They're testifying falsely in court of a crime. To the person who does not care if a crime was even committed. To a judge that doesn't care either way. To build a revenue stream. That they've used to fund cities. Why? Because 95% of people. Allow the bullying. California. Edgar Gonzalez. Falsified 30 plus. Traffic tickets. That were found. Let me say that one more time. Edgar Gonzalez falsified 30 plus traffic citations. During February 2021. Through April 2021. 2021. And that investigation began because a young man had a email alert stating that you got a ticket. He's like, how is that even possible? I wasn't driving or haven't been even in that state. The one thing that most of us have to figure out is what it is that we're trying to do. How are we trying to build from this situation? This young man got an email alert what if he had not gotten that email alert? And we only know of 30 plus, I think it's 33 in total that they found to this point. I, I Imagine, how often do you have something that tells you you have a court date if you have never been stopped by police? The secondary part of this is the fact that him sparking this investigation produced something that was rarely talked about. There was a request for the police officer's GPS, the vehicle location. The vehicle location or the GPS from that vehicle showed that not only was the citation a lie, that the person that he encountered was a lie, he also was not near the place that he said he was at when he was writing said ticket. What if he had not challenged it and just went ahead and paid a fine? What if any of these 30, if any, had not challenged it and just paid the fine? Are they going to get their money back? Probably not. We're just going to take it off your record because that's how they're going to apologize. What if he didn't take it further? Would this young man have been charged? would this young man had not been a continue to be a police officer because here's the thing we often talk about correcting the behavior of children I talked about the blue wall the code blue codes the protecting of those that are with you the problem is can I truly love my brother if I cannot correct his behavior these are not children this young man was 25 years old it's not as if he didn't know any better but he was using more than ten citations that he falsified per month to meet quotas you know that thing that people tell me police officers don't have remember when Trevor Noah spoke about it only in New York I'm now giving you one that's in California this isn't even in LA this is a smaller city in California they're using quotas for revenue generation he's writing tickets that are false just because he's meeting a quota that people tell me do not exist he also talked about Jonathan Freytik you know the young man from Virginia that got 422 men out of jail I'm gonna say that one more time 422 men out of jail because he was targeting black men planting drugs on black men in a 18 month span 400 because they use oh he was a racist cop but in his statements he actually said he was told to target he was told to plant that's how he was trained you remember my boy told us we're being punished for doing what we're trained to do jonathan fratick was being punished for doing what he was trained to do understand that the context of what's being said is how do we correct that is that part of the reform or the reformation all of these were traffic stops when i did the videos or did my first set of videos it was called police encounters why because 90 percent of police Initial contact. Start from traffic stops. These perjured these 13 Philadelphia officers. Their lives began with traffic stops. Edgar Gonzalez. His lies began with falsifying traffic stops. Jonathan Frey take 400 plus traffic stops that resulted in jail time. Now keep in mind. I'm not talking about the total that he actually committed. I'm talking about the total that was found thus far. I am talking about the total that he's being accredited to. Because they're not finished and Freytik is still not in prison. Understand that. Charles Custodio. Nico Azaria. Worked as a team in Florida. He, well they... Worked as a team to not only plant drugs on drivers, but to set them up for what? Traffic stops. So they can get the big bus. They were planting not only um, cocaine, they was planting heroin. They were planting meth. They were doing things that I was told, if you just comply, you don't have anything to worry about. So if these people were complying, why are they working as a team to perform a traffic stop to find drugs that they are putting on these people? Zachary Wester, he was sentenced to 12 years in prison for what? You guessed it, planting drugs on people at a traffic stop. One of these people had a dashboard camera that Zachary didn't pay attention to. But here's the great part about that. Because that camera was there, it saw that Zachary had his body camera and that it was on because when the officers or when the um, defendant at that point or the accused at that point requested Zachary's body camera footage, it was initially stated that there was no footage. His camera was not on. Yet when the dash cam footage was introduced into the case, why? As a rebuttal to that testimony. Remember, I talked about the police officer's character on trial. That one lie changed and introduced new evidence. Why? Because that new evidence, hey, your body camera was on. Now you have to explain why you did not turn it over. And guess what that now becomes? A Brady violation. The prosecutor is now in trouble for it. I'm going to say that one more time because you didn't catch that. I'm speaking a little fast. I'm real New York right now. I want you to understand the body camera was shown to be on because he stated earlier that it did not exist the prosecutor is then responsible for it because it was requested since it was requested he said it didn't exist the new evidence to rebut his statements showed that there was an existence of said footage and because that said footage was not turned over even if it was unknown to the prosecutor is a brady violation because it's the Prosecutor's responsibility because they're making a conscious effort to do what? Yeah, they are actually making a conscious effort to prosecute someone. And you remember I did a video yesterday where I spoke about a prosecutor has the right. Also has the duty to not prosecute a case that is not supported by what? probable cause because if they do it's an ethical issue and then it becomes a malicious prosecution see how it now starts to fold over together see how now just requesting one thing starts to fold in it starts to build a house around them. you can't argue with yourself because your argument it doesn't exist now is a lie that lie makes you look like a liar now that case becomes bigger than it should have been because it could have easily been dismissed prior to even being prosecuted because the prosecutor could have actually easily requested the exact same thing that is written in their organic code that they must follow for discovery I'll get into that later as well I'm gonna talk about Matthew Gourney in Wisconsin yes we've gone from Florida To California, to Philadelphia, Virginia. Yeah, now we're in Wisconsin. Matthew Gorney, he was planting drugs on people at what? Traffic stops. Adam Snyder in New York was planting drugs on people during what? Traffic stops. And guess what? I've only mentioned being targeted in the Virginia case. All the others were the attacks on the poor, not just one minority class. I'll say that one more time. Kentucky, Arkansas, New Jersey, Raleigh, North Carolina is Omar Abdullah. Baltimore, Maryland just had a settlement yesterday for $230,000 for planting a gun on someone. Film the police. Film your interactions because here's the great part. We know their body camera footage never makes it to court. We know their body camera footage always mysteriously malfunctions or cuts off. But here's the great part because remember I gave you the story of the attorney. The guy who told me, well, no, that's not how it goes. He did a request, the one I told him to do. He was at a 30-minute stop, which I told him that 30 minutes shows that he was there too long. He then got back 18 seconds of a 30 minute stop and the audio was redacted. This is someone that actually works in the system. This is someone that actually wanted to be part of this, wanted to do good, had never done it, been doing it for five years. His entire view of the world changed when it happened to him. Understand, if you wait for the boulder to hit you, it's too late. If you're preparing for that boulder, you have an opportunity to win. You have an opportunity to stay safe. You have an opportunity to stay protected. That's what this is. That's why I'm giving you these videos. That's why I'm giving you this conversation. That's why I'm doing this podcast today. That is why I do this at all. I want you to understand because even telling them, if a police officer tells you to stop recording, That's a show of authority stop. Most people don't know that. That's a Fourth Amendment violation because that goes in what? Terry v. Ohio. That's one of those amazing things because it seems so subtle. But that is something that deals with Terry v. Ohio, why that is a precedent. It doesn't only deal with stop and frisk. It doesn't only deal with a pat-down. There are seven components to Terry v. Ohio. I spoke about them. I've actually listed them. These are things that I not only discuss, but I go through because that show of authority can only happen. A police officer can only give you instructions if there is a crime. They can't use I don't know because I don't know doesn't get a warrant. I don't know. I don't know what you have. Guess what? You need to figure it out because you can't investigate anything you don't know and they can't do any investigation if they have not been a totality of circumstances you have to make a determination if you haven't put yourself in a position to be successful if you haven't protected yourself from that boulder you're going to get crushed what happens when you're dealing with that I don't know it means that you are not prepared that's why if you're subjecting someone to a felonious condition it is illegal That's why if you're moving someone more than eight feet against their will, it is a kidnapping. These things all roll together. And guess what? All of these roll into department policy issues. And if you're messing up department policies, just like give you the greatest example. Derek Joven, he had a policy issue. Not for putting his knee on George Floyd's neck, but for the time he was on George Floyd's neck. I'm gonna say that one more time, the policy issue didn't arise because he put his knee on his neck, it put his knee on his neck for the length of time it did was the policy issue. These are things because understanding context, understanding what the real dynamics of this is, is what separates everyone from everything. Words have precise meaning, words have power, I said that, I mean that, I show you this. Because even again, the context of telling someone to stop recording them has already been settled. It also goes under the government, um, the Open Government Act. It actually goes into the First Amendment. It goes into protection of privacy. These things also intertwine in their duty to uphold and defend the Constitution. And here's the great part about it most people had very little clue of why you have the Instagrams that go into the cloud bases you had the uh, what is that periscope that went into the cloud base Facebook that went into the cloud base all of these services that were done for videotaping doing live shows doing all of this live action was simply because police officers were deleting footage nobody wanted to come out and they actually say it but here's where the flip side comes in people saw a problem and did something about it but didn't do it openly enough to actually explain why it was done they couldn't give you a why that made sense when you don't want someone deleting that footage where does it go it goes to the cloud because now only somebody with the password and access can access that information. Why? Because, again, we talked about the mysterious body cameras footage that's never showing up. We talked about the mysterious body cameras footage that get deleted or manipulated. We're talking about something from these good people that never show up. And when it does, it generally tells on them. Because here's the question that you need to ask yourself. If they're the good guys, if they want people to believe that they're good, why don't they want people to see the good that they're doing?